the best kind of food is when you make your own food. Yeah, or when you have your own hens to make your own food for you, eh, James? Like here, where we've got a whole bunch of hens that make food for us. Last night, they made us some pasta. <laughs> okay, I enjoyed that joke too much. Uh, how is Lewis apart from having terrible internet? Aside from having really bad internet, Lewis is not bad. I haven't really been outside much. I feel you're turning into a vampire. I'll be honest. Turning into a vampire? That would mean that I haven't already a vampire. Sorry, becoming more vampire-like. Becoming more vampiric. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's slightly concerning, I'll be honest. But How was your Christmas, Colin? Sorry, okay, fine, we're just going to move on from the fact that you're a vampire. That's Shh, fine. We don't tell people. Okay, mine was really good. Yeah, it was nice because it was the first one. I didn't have to work in five years. It was lovely. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. I worked on Christmas. Ah, and James, the New Year. No, we had a deal. You're not allowed to do that. You're not meant we to do a, that. I break deals. Don't make well, deals with me. Okay, well, that's disappointing. It, especially, we don't make promises in the podcast. Whenever oh, we make a promise in the podcast, we, we have been doomed to fail. Why did you have to work Christmas and New Year? Because there was too much to do and it all went wrong. But the YouTube videos can wait. People are not going to... They couldn't wait. Yes, they could. I would get fired if, if I said wait. Yes, you could. You, no, you'd be fine. You'd be absolutely fine. The people of YouTube could wait because they'd be like, oh, it's Christmas Day. Maybe he's taking a day off today because it's Christmas. Imagine. Imagine if people were reasonable like oh, that. Oh, man. Ah. Did you at least get some time off? Like, when you say you work Christmas Day, I, I assume you mean like half an hour. Oh, I, I worked some. Yeah, I don't know how many <laughs> hours. I could check. You My hours track. were beside me. I think it was like four, though. Goodness sake. Ah, so when when can we anticipate your arrival back in the big city? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's left on an uncertain note then. Uh, yeah, we, well, could, we could have we could have robotic internet next week too. Hey, yeah, that's my favorite. See, this Woo-hoo. is the thing that the listeners aren't privy to these wonderful technical issues we're both experiencing. I was in a cave for you for a while. You were in a cave. That was real. Fun. You sound like a robot to me right now, which is great. This, this seems to reflect real life a wee bit. But when it's when it's all glued together. It's great, you know? The listener has a great time. Uh-huh, and the show comes together, and the listener, singular, has a great time. Yeah, this is episode 153, Talking Off Listeners. Thank you, James. Welcome to the show. Uh, Welcome to you, Colin. That was, yeah, that was, the, I did not do the intro right. I'm Colin and he is James. And welcome to the show. There we go. I shouldn't be welcoming you, I should be welcoming everybody who's listening. Uh, uh, everyone, singular. Every, yeah, all one. All one. Uh, thank you, everybody, for sticking with your beloved Seesaw Parade for yet another year. Uh, it's very much appreciated. It's 2019. <laughs> a more another year of semi-regular slash infrequent episodes, full which, of people interrupting each other, which may or may not reach 200 by the year. We shall see. Uh, very quick shout out to the likes of let's see, Ollie, L, Izzy, Don, Lambie, Angelia, uh, Graham, all got in touch. Saying how much they, they they love the show. Well, they liked they Aww. liked our tweet, so you know. Oh, there and, we go. Yeah. and David, I forgot David. He's Wait, my, hold on. He's my neighbor. 
Wait, give us a wee second here. Have you have you lowered the threshold of getting in touch to be liking a tweet? Well, no, that's not true. I just wanted to appreciate people for making the effort. Thanks, thanks for getting in touch, everyone. Uh, yeah, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, well, in terms of people who actually did, Izzy did. She suggested uh, a great new segment, which I am going to open up to the masses. Uh, here you go, masses. Here you go, masses. So basically, Izzy had suggested that when it comes to the what have you watched this week section, uh-huh. you, I'm talking to you, Mr. Mrs. Listener. Mr. Mrs. Listener. Get in touch and send us an audio recording of what you've watched this week. Do it. And that will mean that we have actual people's voices that aren't myself or James on Seesaw Parade. How exciting is that? Your favourite thing, not us. That's a great idea, Izzy. Thank you so much. So, yeah, we'll do that. One more time, everybody. Tell us just literally, it could be 30 seconds, could be a minute. Let's not make it five. I mean, your voices are are, 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 are great, but in small doses. <laughs> just tell us something you've watched and we will stick it out on that. We will stick it on. We will stick we'll it in. It, we'll put it on the internet. We'll shove it into the episode. We'll shove it in there. <laughs> we'll make sure it stays there. <laughs> and so, if you want to send us an audio recording, Honestly, like, WhatsApp audio is fine. Voice memo, just use your phone. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah, crack into your phone. Their microphones are yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And send it to seesawparade at gmail.com. And we'll definitely attribute you for the review. We won't just steal it and make it ours. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we won't say this is, this is a random person who we spoke to on the street. So please do get in touch. Let us know what you've been watching. Uh, choose, choose one thing. Choose multiple things. And, uh, yeah, that's good. We'll, we'll, we'll make this a thing. We'll make it happen. We will. Okay. Shall we start talking? In fact, and also, Oli uh, did reply. He did uh, reply to our tweet. He said, help us all when I, I said on Monday that we were returning this week. I know. How did you all contain your excitement? How, how have you filled your lives the last three weeks? Actually, that's a real good question. I reckon they probably filled their lives with working. <laughs> okay, well, talking of... And also not working. Talking of working and not working, US government's in shutdown, everyone. It's the longest in history. After President Donald Trump decided that he would not agree to the financial budget plan for the year unless $5.7 billion was set aside to go towards his border wall. Sounds reasonable. We're now on day, I think, 25, probably 26 by the time this goes out. We have workers who have been furloughed, which means basically they don't have to do any work and they don't get paid. That's not, or there's other workers who are still working. It's not like you don't have to do any work. That's just you don't have any work to do. Yeah, well, yeah. But then there's other workers who are still working and are still not being paid for it. Yeah, so people that are in vital roles, such as air traffic controllers. <laughs> who just have to show up, otherwise all the planes would crash. Although I, I believe that some of the Canadian air traffic controllers sent some of the American ones, the United States ones, some pizzas to keep them rolling. Oh, really? Because you don't want your air traffic controllers just starving to death. You're sending pizzas from Canada to the States, but they not be a bit cold by the time Well, they, they probably ordered them from the States. <laughs> they probably didn't order them from, like, the Domino's down the road to deliver across the border. Well, talking of um, fast foods, Trump ordered 300 burgers to the White House on Monday night uh, to welcome a college-winning football champ. Sorry, college football-winning championship, as opposed to a football team who won a college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the Clemson Tigers. He he bought apparently three hundred plus burgers as well as fries and pizzas because oh, of the lack of catering staff. 
You know, he sounds like a real good guy. He's overcoming this shutdown as best as he can, buying some food for some kids. Oh. It's affected around 800,000 public sector workers, including White House residence staff, including the, the catering, as you hear. Which is why there was no catering staff, yeah. And Trump's refusing to budge unless the budget's approved with the border funds. And obviously the Democrats are like, nope, this is never happening. Yeah, James, but he bought the burger, so he's clearly the good guy in this situation. Clearly. What's what's happened? Like, this is, this is ridiculous, because it's just one side saying, no, this isn't happening. And Trump's saying, well, too bad then. Is the shutdown going to last forever? Is this the end of the US government? Is this the end of government in all the world? It's the end of civilization, James. That's what we want to know. Well, I don't know. James, you're meant to have the answers when I ask you a question. I meant to have the answers, but Trump's just like, he's a very stubborn, he's a very stubborn boy. Yeah. When he sets his mind on something, he kind of forgets about everything else and just is right at that point. He's correct. And you can't tell him he's incorrect. So if he thinks that shutting down the government is going to get him his wall, he might get his wall. If you heard a dramatic crash in the background, a cat just fell off a bed. Uh, the Democrats have been very resolute in saying, look, the wall's just not going to happen. There was a meeting... Yeah, they're not going to... There was a meeting last week, I think, with Trump and uh, Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. And the meeting apparently lasted a handful of minutes because they sat down and said, right, so I want to have a wall. And Pelosi said... Well, you can't have the you, wall. You can't have one. So Trump said, "Okay, no wall for you." Yeah, it was something like, "Oh well, no wall, bye bye." And then he walked out, and that's and that was not it. how that's not how government works. Like this isn't going to work. Trump isn't going to get as well. We're being silly. This, but this is how this is how the U.S. government is currently working or not working. Well, yeah, it's how it's currently not working. That's the issue. We want it to be working as much as we don't like the guy. We want the government to work. We don't want them to get the wall, but we want them to do their jobs. So he's just got to realize that if he... Actually, what they need to do is keep having college football teams win games, that he has to buy burgers for them, and eventually he'll run out of his own money. Because he's not got much of money. He's not got much off money. So if he buys, like, another few hundred burgers, he'll be all out, and he'll realize that he's got to get the government to work, or he'll embarrass himself. Before we move on, did you see Ivanka Trump, his daughter, is on the board to select the next head of the World Bank. Oh, that's good. Which to me raises all sort of ethical red flags. No, there's no ethical red flags there. It's good that his family's in charge of lots of things now. Like, yeah, okay, World Bank needs a new head. While having having direct ties to... Yeah, mm, perfect. Who should we get to decide who does it? Oh, yeah, the daughter of the US president. That's a Mm -hmm. great idea. Sounds really good. Who still has ties to all his business assets. I would suggest maybe, James, considering you, you know, worked Christmas and New Year... You go for that job because I imagine one of the perks is that you have to work neither or you get to work neither. That's a good point. And they'll, they'll see me working Christmas and year and they'll say, this is, this is a guy that is committed to doing what he needs to do. And, and clearly he understands World Bank's <laughs> because he's on a podcast. <laughs> Obviously. And people who do podcasts know everything. He knows how the financial system works. He knows where the money is to be made. Yeah. In sporadic podcasts. You just make it up. <laughs> okay, let's move on. We're taking a very sharp right turn onto Game of Thrones from... Oh, yeah. From the, I, I don't really section this very well. I'm very sorry. Game of Thrones, season Wait, eight. No, for, hold on. From from Trump's fictional wall to George R.R. R. Martin's fictional wall. Hey, lovely. Uh, Game of Thrones is coming on... It's not the right phrase. Winter is coming, April 14th. <laughs> via Game of Thrones. It's the final okay. season. Yeah. Uh, a, a trailer of sorts has a t- been released. Teaser. Is it worth playing? Because it's just like a recap. 
of like I didn't even listen episodes. to it. I just I just I just watched it. Right. Okay. Well, fine. Let's let's not play it because no. it's essentially just something which has been shot for the purposes of this trailer. Yeah, it's not going to be in the show. Yeah, in which the three main three of the main characters, Sansa, Arya, <laughs> and uh, Jon Snow. I feel really sorry for Bran. I know he's not your net. He's represented by a feather. He just gets left out the trailer. He's <laughs> anyway the three of them. One of the three of the main characters walking underground with some ice coming towards them. That's basically the trailer. Yeah, they see their own. They see their own st- statues that they're getting for when they're dead. So like the implication is that the the ice the ice king. What's he called? The night king. The ice king's from Adventure Time. The night king uh, is a really good st- statue carver, statuist. Yep. And he's snuck into Winterfell to make them their statues. I felt a wee bit weird watching it because it's clearly one of these ones which has been solely created for the purpose of marketing the show. Yeah. It's not actually from the show. Yeah. And it's just lots of voiceovers and clips of previous episodes. Like, if we did that, we could make a trailer for Seesaw Parade. We don't have any clips. We do. We've got those ones on YouTube from like a year ago. Oh, yeah, I made clips. Yeah. Remember that? That was fun. That was fun. I should do more videos. You should, but I mean, with what free time would be my question. Next Christmas. Next, right. Okay, that's that's the goal. That's the deal. Uh, how, how do we feel about the trailer? Are we excited? I mean, it's Game of Thrones. I'm just excited for it to be finished. It's about time. It's about time that show and story got done. Yeah, I mean, we, we discussed this probably about a year ago, if not 18 months ago. The show, uh, yeah, it's time for it to, to end. I would say after season six was probably the high, the middle towards the end of season six, probably the high point. It's been like a downwards... A, 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 oh, a, a decline. I was going to say like a downward spiral, but it's spiral, it's not been a spiral, it's just not as good as it it's was. It's just been a straight cliff drop. From season one onwards, a straight old cliff drop to, to dross. Like a smooth downward roller coaster. Oh, there we go. Decreasing in speed and excitement. Yeah. Anyway. Coming gently to a halt. Okay. Here's the end let's, of the show. They're all going to sit down for a picnic. Okay. Let's move on. Talk movies. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 are coming in 2021 and 2022 with writer-director Christopher McQuarrie, who did Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation 5 and 6, arguably the two best ones, returning oh, yeah. to write and direct both of them and shoot them both back to back. Okay. This seems a bit mad, James, but... Why? Why is this happening? It's ambitious, and it's happening because six, six, and five made lots of money. Mission Impossible Six. I read this the other day. If you haven't seen it, it was one of my favorite films of 2018. It is just an absolutely brilliant action movie, one of the best ever made. Mm-hmm. It made more money than any previous Mission Impossible film, and is also Tom Cruise's highest-grossing film of all time. Yeah. Well, how so, high yeah. were the stakes in Mission Impossible Six? Like. Uh, spoiler on the ceiling spoiler um he was about a second away or maybe two seconds away from three nuclear bombs going off at the same time oh, okay because what in the previous one it was one nuclear bomb oh no what i think one it was just like a missile and he's uh, uh, at that time it was at least eight seconds still on the clock like this he one still, was he had way more seconds on the was clock was literally yeah. the last second so yeah so this time he, so how are they going to raise the stakes for number seven well, is he going to have see this is the thing like is he going to be in space? That's a genuine question. Because space Tom Cruise's is stunts, in vogue right now. Obviously, you know his uh, claim to fame is that he does all his own stunts, like Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, does all his own stunts. But uh, Tom Cruise's are are slightly more mental than human. Rowan Atkinson's because he's a he's a skilled stuntman. Yeah, so Tom Cruise has done 
daft things like holding onto the side of a plane whilst it takes off, mm-hmm. jumping literally off buildings, between buildings, shattering yeah. his ankle. Yeah, the he does all his own motorbike stunts, and he even runs real hard himself. Yeah, his motorbike stunts are a bit mad as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of, most of them with no helmet, which yeah. is breaking the green cross code. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah. And he's approaching retirement age and everything. Like, oh boy. This is the, this is the other thing, and this is why I think they're doing the back to back. Tom Cruise is not getting any younger. I think he's fifty six. He might actually be closer to sixty than that. Uh, and only in the last few years, like he looks great, but only in this kind of most recent Mission Impossible film did he start to look like, oh man, you look old. He looked a wee bit worn down. It's kind of like you and I were the last couple of years. A wee bit worn down. <laughs> I think you've no, you've kind of like aged well. You're like a fine wine. Have I? I got a beard. It's to be, it's a good beard. That's what Tom Cruise needs to do. He needs to grow a beard. That always makes actors look better. All of a sudden, like if you're all aging and stuff, suddenly just grow a beard and then everyone forgives you. To be fair, I didn't take my uh, razor home with me over Christmas and grew like the most awful puberty beard mustache combo ever. It was really embarrassing. Did you take a picture? I did, I did, and then, like... Did you post it on I did. Twitter? I think I changed my profile picture to me standing, trying to look cool on a beach with a very, very vague outline of a beard and moustache. Okay, I'll go zoom in on that. Yeah, go check I'll it out. I'll zoom in it's, on that bad boy. It's like, it's like pearly lit, so you can't really see it, but uh, yeah, I decided not to do it because I look ridiculous with it. Yeah, so Tom Cruise, grow a beard for seven and eight. Do it. Okay, let's move on, shall we? You can do stunts with beards. I promise you. I do so many stunts. Okay. The Social Network, 2010 film about Facebook, one of my favourites of all time. Uh, Wait, is that films or films about Facebook? Just just films generally. Okay, because it is one of my favourite films about Facebook. It's one of, well, it's one of my favourite films of all time. It's like a top 20, at least. All right. It was pretty good. Okay, anyway, screenwriter Aaron Sorkin has had a wee chat with somebody ahead of a film or i know it's about uh, a broadway play that he's been doing to kill a mockingbird oh and he's been suggesting that they may film a sequel to the social network seeing as when that film ended in 2010 facebook was still very much in its infancy yeah whereas now two billion users and several high profile scandals later it's in a very different place james thoughts on this i mean i hope they make it real so that facebook ends up looking like the evil corporation it is that would be that would be pretty cool and be all right with the film if they made facebook look like what it really is well it's aaron sorkin so he like his his scripts are awesome yeah he usually would do that the main issue i was reading there is that director david fincher mm-hmm. uh, who obviously is a genius has not been part of these discussions because he's doing world war z2 Oh, that's a really important film too, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, that being said, Aaron Sorkin did Molly's Game last uh-huh. year, which was awesome. Yeah. So oh, he yeah. can direct. But my question, I guess, would then be, surely the sequel would diminish how good the first one is. I mean, it might. Maybe it would be worth it, though, if it could paint Facebook as evil. Everything would be worth it if only we could make people like Facebook even less. Would you take Jesse Eisenberg back as Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, so long as he shaves his head, <laughs> he did that already for Lex Luthor. And yeah, and it's the perfect terrible. bad guy. Look, he's never. There's never been a better bad guy. Okay. Than bald uh, nerdy Jesse. 
talking of uh, man, these links have been excellent. So talking of DC characters, Aquaman. Uh, did you see Aquaman? No. No, of course you didn't. No. The Jason Momoa-led film about the man who can talk to fishes and fight really well underwater has passed the $1 billion mark worldwide, being the first DC Universe film to do so. That's including the likes of Wonder Woman, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, Man of Steel, all the other terrible ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, James, thoughts on why Aquaman has reached a billion and the others didn't? It was the most approachable, right? It was the least dark, the least gritty, the, the, the most... Maybe funny. I don't quite know because I didn't see it. I reckon it's just the most approachable. Yeah, you're you're right in that they James Wan obviously knows the character very well and was like, yeah, this dark gritty approach that every other DC film has gone for isn't going to work. No, and instead just went for the almost kind of Fast and Furious esque ridiculousness, yeah. mm-hmm. and it works. It's a good film. It's a fun film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, I can I can totally see that. So Aquaman two, I'm assuming, is now going to be right up, right up that list. Aye, they're not going to change much of the formula for that one. The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises, just as a note, uh, they also made a billion, but they're not counted as like they're not in the universe. They're not in the yeah, they're not in the universe. They had the wrong Batman. <laughs> okay, uh, and finishing up with TV as well, Rick and Morty. Now I finished season three on Netflix hey. the other day. Congrats! It's yeah, it was a good show. Like I enjoyed it. I now understand all these weird meta references. Cultural that, references, right, yeah, right, yeah. Which is great. Fab. And season four is coming to Channel 4 this summer. Hey, wait, Channel 4? Yes, Channel 4. Okay. Actual TV. That should be easier to find then. Actually be able to watch it and stuff. Any thoughts on, on that, to be honest? I mean, I'm relatively excited. I'm less excited every season because it just keeps getting a bit less funny yeah like the first season i having now watched all three the first season is the best one. Oh, by far the story is getting bigger each season which i do like i want to find out what happens yeah um but no it, it's getting less funny each season so i'm i'm, I'm kind of middling is that i'll watch it but i'm not gonna schedule it i was gonna ask if, if that's the same for us but actually our early episodes are terrible so i think we have improved a little like a little bit we have yet to reach the golden era We'll get there. I reckon we're going to get good season in season three. three. Is, is when we really hit our stride. We're in what? What season are we in at the moment? I can't remember. I think it's in two. Or are no, we no, in we're, one? No, we're season. No, we're season one. We're in season one, everyone. Because because season zero that was like a pilot season. Mm-hmm. We had a pilot season of a hundred episodes. <laughs> so this is season one. So season two is where it really kicks off. Season so three you, is where it really kicks off. It's like season three. Oh man. So that's like what two years away? Two years plus? It's like episode three hundred onwards. Goodness sake. Okay. Right, uh, let's talk about things we've watched in the last few weeks. I mentioned Rick and Morty. James, you can go first, actually, because uh, I'll have a few films and Oscar right, yeah. stuff I want to talk things about. Things we've watched. Here's where my ability to talk a uh, big old monologue fails me every time. Right, James, I've on, watched you. a whole lot of anime. What? You've watched anime? No way. Uh, believe it or not, I've watched loads of anime. Have you watched? With the downtime oh, that I have experienced in Christmas and New Year, I've watched... Two seasons of Haikyuu. That's the volleyball one that you thought sounded okay. I have watched one season of Snow White 
and the red hair with the red hair. Wait, what? Which is like a little romance thing, and it was delightfully cute and adorable. That's that's clearly not the title of Snow White. Snow White with the red hair. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, it's because it's an anime, Colin. It's not the same story. Um, I don't quite know why she's called Snow White yet. I I can't <laughs> remember what else I've watched. I've watched a film, anime film, called Your Name, and it was pretty good. People said I was going to cry at it, and then I didn't cry at it, so I'm not quite sure what that means, but I quite enjoyed that film. I was told to to see that when it came out, and I I avoided it. Oh, you should see it. It's good. Okay. I don't know if if I've watched any other animes. I've watched here and there episodes of different ones, but I haven't finished anything, I don't think. Anyway, I'll talk about the other ones when I remember them. I've also watched loads and loads of Bob Ross. Bob Ross? Every night before I go to sleep, I put Bob Ross on the old YouTube, and then he puts me to sleep. Isn't he the the, the like American painter guy who? Yeah, he just paints very uh, he's, yeah. quietly. He, he speaks softly. He uses he uses he uses his his will and his way to make you fall asleep. He knew all along that his show was one that would make people relaxed and chill. Was going to come a sleep aid. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more genuine and delightful than Mr. Bob Ross. He's a true joy. <laughs> You should watch Bob Ross, everybody. Okay. Right now. Pause the podcast. Commence Bob Ross's. Ross's? Uh, Commence Bob Ross's. Have you watched Bandersnatch? I've not watched Bandersnatch. I heard right. that that was a choose-your-own-adventures-style TV well, well, show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, we'll save that for, for the end. Okay. Let me just talk to you about two movies I've seen so far this year. One being the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, called Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, you saw that? I did, yeah. Which, uh, despite being probably 10 minutes too long, is a lot of fun. Uh, Very meta, very self-referential, lots of in-jokes, lots of, like, internet humour. And um, internet humour like a funny way, not just like a... Not like, not safe for work. Yeah, exactly. Just just a genuinely funny and very heartfelt film as well. Really enjoyed that. Right, so the trailers let it it down. The trailers, you're right, actually. The trailers, which we discussed before... Were a pretty poor reflection of actually what went what went on. Okay. Um, one part I did enjoy was a post-credit scene. <gasps> now, do you remember in the trailer at one point Ralph is feeding this rabbit loads of pancakes? Oh yeah. In some sort of video game, and this wee girl's watching it, and then the rabbit explodes, or it's implied that the rabbit explodes, and the girl screams. Yeah. During the film, that scene does not happen. Okay. After the credits. Yeah. The 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 girls in the in her car with the her mum driving, or mm-hmm. mum her mum's like, oh, did you enjoy the film, sweetie? And the girls like, yeah, but there was a scene in the trailer which they didn't have in the movie. <laughs> it's really disappointing. <laughs> and the mum's like, oh, just play your game. And then of course the scene itself plays out. So that kind of gives you a. It was like smart without being too smart. It was funny, and a lot of the jokes which the kids will have totally missed are for the adults. It's fun. Watch it if you get a chance. Wow, you're so much better at viewing things than I am. Right. I need to work on my review skills. Lastly, uh, in terms of films, I have seen The Favourite, which... You've seen The Favourite, which ironically, is one of the favourites to win things. Here we go. Thanks, James, for filling in that gap. Uh, the Favourite, if you don't know, is a very weird comedy drama slash lesbian film. Wait, wait. <laughs> about Queen Anne, okay, and uh, two of her her maids, okay, and it is very very funny. Hold on, does she like one of the maids more than the other maid? Well, see, it's the two of them are competing for 
her affections. When I say the two of them, I knew one it. of them is Emma Stone, who's awesome. Okay, yeah. Who's one of my long-distant cousins, of course. Of course. The, the other is Rachel Weisz, who is brilliant and everything. Mm-hmm. And Queen Anne is... But not a cousin of ours. Not a cousin of ours. And Queen Anne is Olivia Coleman, who is just just amazing and deserves all the awards for that performance. She's just knockout brilliant. All right. And the, the film, whilst being at some points very, very funny, is also quite touching Oh, at certain points. As I like the ending a lot. And uh, yeah, if you get a chance, it's not for everybody. The guy next to me fell asleep and was okay, snoring, that's a, yeah. was snoring very loudly to the extent I wanted to like shame. touch his leg and get him to wake up and stop snoring. But then I thought Why I would we, misinterpret yep. that. He might. So I didn't see it as a little move. Yep. Uh, so it's not for everybody. I know certain people in my family who would think it was a load of rubbish. Uh-huh. I'd, uh huh. I'd, but you know, I think you would enjoy it. It's from the guy just for. To, to wrap up, the guy who directs the film, who I can't remember his name, he's Greek, I think he's called Yorath... Oh, I'm not even going to try it. I'm not, no, I'm not going to try. He's a Greek director who did The Lobster. Oh, The Lobster, okay. And The Lobster, again, was is very divisive, in which I find it hilarious, but people I know thought it was one of the worst films they'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I like right. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe give it a try. It's not for everybody, but it's very funny, and Olivia Coleman. I really hope she wins the Oscar. She already won the Golden Globe. So yeah. I got one Go, Olivia. I got one spoiler laden question. So for everybody out there that really wants to see this film spoiler free, just like fast forward thirty seconds. Right. Colin, is there a definitive favorite in the film? Uh, by the end of the film, yes, there is. Oh. <laughs> I've been tickled. Okay. <laughs> um and yeah, let's talk about Bandersnatch now, which of course is, as you mentioned, the Netflix choose your own episode black mirror thing yeah that's pretty cool that they managed to do that it's very cool because they must have shot genuinely hundreds of scenes for this many of which i wouldn't have seen when i did my own nope. choose your own adventure um i liked it but it has a few issues in which after a while it just gets a bit you know in certain cases you're kind of you go down a one-way street um, metaphorically, in which uh-huh. you clearly made the wrong decision, right. so it takes you back to where you were, and you do it oh. slightly, and you have to do it again. You'd have to do it slightly differently. Oh, okay, okay, I don't like that. And it, it just happened like loops a, are pretty a couple yep. of times too often for my liking. In which you did your decision, he goes on, does his thing, and then after like five minutes, you realize, oh wait, I must have made the wrong decision. And it takes you back to where you were and you have to choose the other thing. Right, yeah, that's not so interesting. I prefer it when it's just straight up branches and choose your own stories. It does that kind of repeating thing a bit too often. And also, there is a section towards the end in which the main character realizes he's being controlled. <gasps> and one of the options is like, he, he's, he's screaming at his room, who is controlling me? And one of the options is Netflix. You're like Netflix or you know something else, right? And of course you click on Netflix, and then it's like, what, what, did, what is Netflix? Because it's set in 1984. Oh, okay. Um, and then it's you know you're trying to explain to him what Netflix is, Ooh. and then suddenly he's in some like therapist room, and she's like, so what is Netflix? Is it a planet? And you're like, what is happening? Oh. And it becomes it becomes, too like. I know I said Wreck-It Ralph sequel, Ralph Breaks Internet, was meta, but it was meta in, like, a fun way. Whereas this just became so meta that it just lo- it lost all any intrigue that you had okay. because you're suddenly like, 
we're, we are very aware we're watching a Netflix show. Yeah. Because the characters are discussing Netflix. Yeah, you don't want to pull that far into it. That's a so, shame. Yeah. So it, it works and it didn't. I would definitely give it a try and see what you think. Because I'd like to see if you found maybe something completely different from it. Well, I, uh, I heard, or I saw on Twitter rather, that one of the endings to that show wasn't found. Really? Because I'm, I'm supposing they were tracking everyone's decisions. And then they tweeted out, hey, try doing this. You'll get a different ending. Yeah, it was try and pick up the family picture twice. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know what that meant because I got to that section and I, I have no idea how to do that again. But it's fine. I, I don't have enough time and I don't care enough to do it again. All right. But d- give it a try. And dear listeners, if you have listened to Bandersnatch, if you haven't listened, if you've watched Bandersnatch, listen to yeah. Do send in a review of what you thought, and we'll shove it in that episode next time. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon like choose your own adventure TV and film is where we're headed? Nope. I think it's a gimmick. It's not gonna. It's not gonna catch on. Nope. Uh, it's going to be like the next 3D. Because people like things which have a start, middle, and end. Well, yeah, that's why that's why trailers give away the show. We all like predictability. And something like Choose Your Own Adventure, I mean, whilst Bandersnatch was fun, you know, you want to switch off for two hours. You don't want to be like mouse in hand clicking away every time. Yeah, if you're going to make that, why not just make it a game? And you're... Well, exactly. And it, Well, it's, it's funny you say that because it's literally what the episode's about. The guy's designing a Choose Your Own game. Choose your own adventure in a game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I bet they're releasing it's, that game. In my, I would like, I'd like you to watch it. Okay. And see if you agree. But I think it's a gimmick. I doubt it will go any further. All right. I'll try and watch it. Right. Shall we finish up? Let's wrap this. Let's wrap this show. Okay. Up. Last but not least, because by the time you listen to this, it will have happened. Yeah. Brexit. Sorry, everyone. We're recording a day too soon. <laughs> the the uh, the vote is happening on Theresa May's much-maligned deal later this evening, being Tuesday. For us. Uh, yeah, so MP is basically preparing to vote on whether to back her deal for leaving the EU. Um, it's after five days of debate on Brexit, and correct me if I'm wrong, James, but this is, like, Theresa May's, she's just not going to win. She knows she's going to lose, so why are we having this debate? And what happens, what happens next after this vote when she Well, because if she postpones it again, she'll just get no confidence properly and she'll get ousted. No, well, no, she can't. But by the opposition. She can't because they did that. They have to wait a year. The opposition can do it, right? I believe. Uh, um, oh, yeah, so they can. And yep. if she puts it forward and it loses, she'll get no confidence by the opposition. <laughs> yep. Um, but she can't just hold it back any further. I mean, we're running out of time to hold it back. They're not going to come up with a good deal, so they've just got to try and vote it through. And, you know, they're saying such things as it's for the good of the nation and it's for the children and think about the people. But people aren't going to vote for this. It's just because there is no good deal. Yeah. So nobody wants the blame for, for the bad deal that is inevitable. Theresa May said no Brexit is more likely than no deal. Which sounds great to me. <laughs> it does. Uh, and she's also, you know, in the her trying to convince people to vote for her deal, she said, actually, if you don't vote for this... The case for Scottish independence will be strengthened, and so will that the people good who for want me to too. talk about Northern Ireland having a border. Yeah, this sounds very good to the, me. The tactics aren't really working here, Theresa. So no, she, she's like, if you don't vote for Brexit, you might not get Brexit anymore. And I was like, oh really? Oh we no, can, we can get not Brexit. And realistic, okay. real, let's be realistic here, though. What happens? Let's look into our crystal balls again. The crystal uh, balls. All right, they're, they're on the table. What happens next? 
once this vote fails, because it's not, it's going to fail. That's a fact. It's going to fail. We what get a new next? PM from whichever party you think? decides. Yeah, we get a new PM. All right. Uh, they have another try at negotiations, and they come up with a deal that is equally bad. And then that one gets shot down too. And then people go, oh, let's just pretend we didn't Brexit, please. I, I'll go with something similar. I say there'll be a new prime minister. I reckon Theresa May will resign. Yeah. There'll be someone else from the Tories, probably Jacob Rees-Mogg. Oh, I just dislike him so much. Oh, he's, he's like a cartoon character who yeah. uh, will become prime minister. He'll go to the EU and say, right, enough of this. We shall have a new deal and it will be like this, this, this and this. And the EU will say, nope. No. Oh yeah, no, they're all French. That was that was, that was my EU voice. Yeah, and yeah, because because the EU are not gonna be like, oh Jacob, oh man, I'm terrified of you. I'm gonna listen to your demands. <laughs> oh no, Britain, what are we going to do without you? Ex- yeah, exactly. The EU's not gonna be like, you know what? Yeah, new prime minister, we're gonna give you more stuff that we told Theresa to bog off on. No, so it's just not gonna happen. So then there'll be a general election, and then yeah, and and the BBC will be like, and it's all Labour's fault. And then Jezza, he'll have a go. Because you never know. He wants, might he, he wants to Brexit too. He wants to Brexit too, despite the fact that if he literally said, hey guys, Let's not Brexit. Our, our party stands is no Brexit, he'd probably win the election tomorrow. Yeah, and stay forever. But regardless, he's like, actually no, we're, we're, we, we want to Brexit at the same time. So, uh, it's all just a mess, James. It's just... Uh, Everything's terrible. Everything sucks. But at least our air traffic controllers are getting paid. And getting pizza if they're American. James, yeah. that is it, right? Time time has is, is, is ended. <laughs> Wait, what? Time has ended? Time has ended. We're we're doomed to our own fates and uh and ultimate death. Um Wait. so if you want to get in touch with anything, send just just send us an audio recording. That's all we ask for, people. No, you'll get a shout out if you like a tweet. Yeah, or like a tweet. And you might get a shout out, but please, yeah, get in touch. Ceaseoperate at gmail.com. Add us on mm-hmm. Snapchat at Ceaseoperate mm-hmm. uh, to see me promote this very episode. Do it. Um, and tweet us or follow us on Twitter. Do it. Ceaseoperate. James, anything? There's anything? also Facebook. Do it. Oh, yeah, we've got Facebook too. Oh, yeah. Any final words? Um, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's the 15th. Yay. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, I'll hopefully see you. Indeed. Or hear you next week. Goodbye, Jeremy Corbyn. Goodbye, the EU. (laughs) Also, goodbye to the listeners.